Brandon Smith, Altmarket.us. SL, despite this author's adherence to the disproven pseudoscientific paradigm of germ theory, the following article is still worth a read. I have been feverishly writing lately on COVID mandates and vaccine passports issues, and I'm sure most readers understand why, we are currently at the cusp of a great conflict against the powers that be, people who are exploiting the, mostly manufactured, COVID crisis for unprecedented political and economic control. And when I say manufactured, I mean that there is no crisis, no need for mandates, no need for lockdowns and no need for vaccine passports. We are dealing with a virus that around 99.7% of people will easily survive according to the medical establishment's own studies and stats as well as numerous independent studies, yet, for some reason we are being bombarded with fear-mongering from the media and from governments. Why is the only solution being suggested to the general public involve us giving up all of our freedoms and medical autonomy? Why is 99.7% of the population supposed to lock down, mask up and submit to an experimental mRNA vaccine with no long-term testing data to prove its safety? Why don't the 0.26% of people that are truly at risk of dying from the virus simply take precautions or stay home while the rest of us get on with normal life? Hell, I would be fine with contributing to a fund to help support the 0.26% at risk, to help their families and help with their medical bills. The Federal Reserve and other central banks burn trillions of dollars in stimulus measures and PPP loans to keep businesses from going completely bankrupt, and to keep jobless non-essential workers from starving during the initial shutdowns. But, we could have simply kept the economy going this entire time and paid a fraction of that cost helping the tiny minority of people that would actually suffer from the illness. Yes, that's right, I'll say it again and again because I still to this day see the media and misinformed COVID cultists continually claim the death rate of COVID is much higher. It is not. The median infection fatality rate of COVID is is only 0.26%. This is a fact. This is the science according the vast majority of medical studies out there on the IFR. Let me repeat, the entire world is being locked down and told we have to give up our inherent human liberties because 0.26% of the population might get more than sniffles and brain fog from a COVID infection. Why? Well, that's easy, because the COVID response and restrictions have nothing to do with public health and everything to do with public control. This essay is a little different from what I usually write in that it is not so much an appeal to pure reason or pure science and more an appeal to principle. I have been asked by many readers lately if it is not better to argue against pandemic mandates based on ideals and principles rather than hammering away at the science. I think it's important to do both, but let's take a moment to consider the moral question and the moral question alone. To do that we must ask some simple questions. Who has the right to control your medical decisions? Who is qualified to control your constitutional right to life, liberty and the right to seek out prosperity? Who should be given the power to tell you what you can say, where you can work, where you can buy, where you can sell, where you can walk, where you can travel, what you must believe in? The answer is no one, except yourself that is. But of course, the COVID cult and the people that benefit from the pandemic will claim that your rights no longer apply when you are putting the lives of others at risk. It's the old social contract argument is only 0.26% you are part of a society, therefore society has expectations that supersede your rights. This is all nonsense, but it's a classic strategy used by every totalitarian in modern times. It's never been about what society wants, it's always only ever been about what the tyrants want. As I have noted in numerous articles with endless scientific facts and evidence, no one who wants to remain free from COVID mandates or vaccine passports is putting anyone else at risk. Again, the median death rate for COVID is 0.26% and neither the mandates, nor the masks, 
nor the vaccines have put a stop to COVID infections. Interestingly, it has been the states with the harshest lockdowns and mask restrictions that have the highest rates of infection for the past 18 months. Even now, fully vaccinated people are getting COVID by the thousands in breakout cases, and some of them have died. Infections and deaths dropped off in January long before the vaccines were widely manufactured. Only 5% of the U.S. population was vaccinated with a single dose by February. The fact is, the vaccines have achieved nothing. Even if I was among the 0.26% of people that are at risk of dying, I would never demand that the other 99.7% of the population give up their freedoms and their children's freedoms just so I might feel a little bit safer. That would be an act of selfish madness. But let's say for a moment that we set aside all the science that supports the anti-mandate position. What if the death rate of the virus was much higher? What if we were dealing with Ebola or some other nasty pathogen? What if 1 out of 100 people were at risk? What if 1 out of 10 people were at risk? Would medical tyranny and mass lockdowns be acceptable then? The answer is no, they would not be. Why? Honestly, it's a matter of who is in power and who is implementing such mandates. Why should we have blind confidence in governments made up of corrupt elitists and globalists? Who are they to look out for our best interests? How are these people qualified to protect the public trust? They are not qualified and will never be. They do not care about us. They are only interested in serving their own interests and pushing forward their own agendas. Just look at how excited globalist institutions like the World Economic Forum have become, calling the pandemic an opportunity to force through their Great Reset agenda. These ghouls are not the type of people the public wants in charge of micromanaging their lives. Thus, it is left up to the individual to protect themselves how they see fit, but the establishment tells us we are not capable of doing this. Rather, we must defer to their better judgment. They are supposedly smarter than us all, and as benevolent technocrats only they have the knowledge and righteousness to determine the course of every living person's future. Globalists like Gideon Litchfield at MIT told us exactly what the plan was in March of 2020 in an article titled We're Not Going Back to Normal. They admit that the goal has always been to institute vaccine passport restrictions that will last for many years to come, if not forever. From the article. Ultimately, However, I predict that we'll restore the ability to socialize safely by developing more sophisticated ways to identify who is a disease risk and who isn't, and discriminating, legally, against those who are. One can imagine a world in which, to get on a flight, perhaps you'll have to be signed up to a service that tracks your movements via your phone. The airline wouldn't be able to see where you'd gone, but it would get an alert if you'd been close to known infected people or disease hotspots. There'd be similar requirements at the entrance to large venues, government buildings, or public transport hubs. There would be temperature scanners everywhere, and your workplace might demand you wear a monitor that tracks your temperature or other vital signs. Where nightclubs ask for proof of age, in future they might ask for proof of immunity, an identity card or some kind of digital verification via your phone, showing you've already recovered from or been vaccinated against the latest virus strains. I say to you that this is the classic philosophy of almost every semi-human monster that has ever lived. This is the ideology of narcissistic sociopaths. The religion of soulless robots. Some of the greatest evils known to mankind have been committed in the name of the greater good of the greater number. This mantra cannot be tolerated under any circumstance, it cannot be allowed to infect our nation and supplant our deeper values. Because if it does, we may find ourselves slaves to the system for a very long time. As I have been warning they would do for the past year, Multiple governments are keeping pandemic lockdowns and restrictions in place or they are bringing them back, in the case of the US, and it should be clear to everyone that this circular process of medical tyranny is not going to end. It is never meant to end. 
The goal of the establishment, of globalists and governments, is to keep the restrictions in place indefinitely. The mainstream media has consistently attacked the claim that governments would enforce vaccine passports as conspiracy theory. Now they are openly admitting that the plan is to institute vaccine passports and they are vigorously defending it. They are discussing with avid fervor how they might be able to force or compel each and every person to take the jab, even if they don't want it and even if the jab serves no purpose. I have my own suspicions of the jab and its true purpose and safety, but let's not forget that the jab is at the very least a stepping stone to the vaccine passports. The passports are the key to everything. Without the passports, medical tyranny cannot be established. Without the passports they have no leverage over the population to dictate the fundamental aspects of our lives. They need the passports in order to get their great reset. Without a papers please social credit system in place, their reset will fall apart. It is therefore imperative above all else that the vaccine passports are never allowed to take root. The program must be stopped and destroyed. I am not a major influencer in conservative or liberty movement circles. I am not a big YouTube personality or a media juggernaut. I have no big business backing or deep pockets to spur a national campaign. I'm not particularly fond of public speaking though I have learned to deal with it. I am just a writer with a love for the values of freedom, the values of reason and in many cases the values of faith that give humanity meaning. And, what I see is a deadly serious need, a need for an organized front line against the storm of dictatorship that is on our doorstep. What I suggest is simple, a national campaign against the medical passports. Globalists, socialists and corporatists understand the concept of pressure and how to apply it to get what they want. I believe we must also learn how to wield pressure in the opposite direction. It is not enough to sit in our homes isolated from each other content and the knowledge that millions of other people feel the same way we do. We must also take action. We must send a message, we will not comply. I'm not sure that any single person out there has the clout to drive this campaign alone, and it's probably better that way. What is required is a mass movement united by principles, not a movement tangled together by a cult of personality. There are many ways to do this, from simple actions to more complex strategies. Any liberty activist can send a message through signs, bumper stickers, advertisements, billboards, etc., reminding the establishment that we will refuse to submit to the jab or the vaccine passports under any circumstances. They need to understand that there is nothing they can do that will make us change our minds. Nothing. The primary strategy of the COVID cult has been to work with larger corporations to demand proof of vaccination, vaccine passports. We must let these companies know in no uncertain terms that we will cut off all consumer support for their businesses. We will not work for them and we will not give them a penny of our money. Instead, we will approach smaller local businesses, find out if they are a part of the We Will Not Comply campaign, and if they are, then we will support them instead. It's time to teach these corporations a lesson and put them out of commission by removing our money and our labor from their pockets. The next strategy by the establishment has been to mandate vaccinations for government workers. Again, mass walkouts are the answer. Let them sweat by losing half of their workforce. And then maybe take them to court. Bury them in lawsuits while strangling their ability to operate. Eventually, the Biden administration is going to attempt federal-level lockdowns and vaccine controls. It's only a matter of time. This is where organization is vital. Counties and states with majority conservatives and liberty advocates must band together and once again say we will not comply. If your state government is on board and defying Biden then that will be extra helpful, but do not make the mistake of assuming that state governments alone will protect you. You must be organized at a local level, with your community and local businesses ready to make a stand. This must start now, before it is too late. Finally, 
If the COVID cult decides to pursue direct force as an option, we must be ready to fight back. Without local organization at minimum, defending ourselves will be difficult or impossible. This means bringing back an old standby of the founding fathers, the militia. There is a time for preparation and a time for taking risks. Without risk there can be no freedom. We are quickly approaching a time in which gamblers and true believers could decide the fate of the world for the next century. A grassroots and organic movement needs to be assembled to fight back against the rising tide of totalitarianism. Each of us can only do our own small part, but together, in concert, I believe we can stop medical tyranny and the reset in its tracks and even reverse the damage done. I believe we are living here now at this crossroads for a reason. I believe we are meant to be here, that we are being given a chance to be the right people in the right place at the right time. I believe that we can end this evil, but only if we dare to try. It begins with one simple step, telling the world we will not comply. And then, we must follow through on our promise. This article, republished with permission, originally appeared here. Copyright Brandon Smith. All rights reserved. Brandon Smith on altmarket.us, my goal is to encourage people around the world, and Americans in particular, to start decoupling from the existing system. We must become more independent and self-reliant as individuals, and communities must adopt localized economic networks including barter markets in order to insulate themselves from the ongoing decline of the corrupt financial structure. In other words, if centralization is the problem, then decentralization is the answer.